Welcome to the Man Cave, the only podcast hosted by two best friends with nothing in common except their first name. I'm Mandy Kaplan. And I'm Mandy Fabian. Every week we test the limits of our friendship by, oh my God, we talk about movies and TV and sometimes audiobooks and, uh, you know, all of Mandy's dumb ideas. So, hey guys, welcome to it. Get on your couches. This is the Man Cave. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> There were there was no electronics at that. That was completely from my mouth. I also do mouth trumpet. That I know. Yeah. I I have been in I have been your backup singer when you were like, hang tight, I'm doing a mouth trumpet solo. <laughs> it makes me very, very happy. Uh so our last episode was Under the Mandy of Heaven. Yep. Thank you, Pete, for the title. And uh, we her I requested on that podcast very specifically, if you are watching this and enjoying this, please let me know how and why. Oh. And we have heard from a fandy, thank, thankfully, that? who said her name is Samantha. And mm-hmm. she reached out on social media and said, I'm not really sure I like anything about it. The fact that these people are clearly mentally ill, but call it religion is so deeply upsetting to watch but now i have to know how it ends <laughs> so <laughs> yeah she's got she's got fabian disease fabian's yeah. got that disease a little bit yeah I, I know i mean so even people who are watching it aren't liking it isn't that something i know well that's how i felt you know about inventing anna yes no I, one liked inventing anna but people watched it well i people liked the story I think people were like very intrigued by the story, but most people are like, yeah. yeah, but I think, you know, there's so much stuff that people just go, ah, it's trash TV. Like they're, they don't expect it to be good. You know what I mean? They sort of go, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't. I think Under the Banner of Heaven is prestige, prestige TV though. I think it was supposed to be good. Oh so. yeah. No, I think it was supposed to be good. Sure. I just, isn't everything. I mean, don't you always like, haven't you've had that experience? I'm sure where like you've worked on something and everybody's like, you guys, this is amazing. And then you put it out to the world and it's kind of like crickets. <laughs> I can't do crickets <laughs> with my mouth. We're going to have to hire a special effects. Yeah. Yeah. Breep, breep. That's see, I sound like R2D2. Mm. I know. I'm sorry. No, yeah. everything. I don't know that feeling, man. Everything I touch turns to gold. Huh. Like huh. miscast. Funny. Sunday, June 12th. It'll be gold. Uh, you and me, miscast, on stage together again with 10 other phenomenally talented singers and performers. Tickets at Eventbrite, all for charity. I'm very, very excited. I was working on my tracks. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love working that you on... have tracks. Oh, yep. God, so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a lot and of fun. I got a lot of friends coming. Maybe Mouth Trumpet will happen. Uh, live for the people. Yes, I will do it. Let me, I will have to text my agent and see if they're okay with that, but I will do it. Um, I'm going to need a single light from the top of the stage. You know from what I mean? Like I'll need a yeah. single, I'll need total blackness and a, a pool of light and like a fedora and quick time to change into my tux. But yes. And then will you do Mouth Trumpet too? Coming out of the dark. Will you do that song? Because <laughs> I feel like that's what yeah. you're describing. Yeah. I, absolutely. Yeah. Wait, what's the from? That's Gloria Estefan. Oh, right. Oh, of course the rhythm is going to get you always. It always gets you. Yeah. <laughs> so you had some time to watch some stuff this week Ugh, and sure take in some did. media because you were not well. 
I was not well. I got, finally got the big C. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, shit. That's, that's not the big uh, C. There's another big C. No, I got the uh, miniature C. What, the medium C? The global I, C. The, okay. the can do it. The can do it. That's my new <laughs> phrase for it. It's the can do It's really solid work. Here's the weird thing. Yeah, I got COVID. I got the dirty, dirty COVID, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a miracle mm-hmm. that I didn't get chlamydia, you know? <laughs> Yet. Right? Yet. Yes. It's a miracle that never happened to me. So, okay. So I got the dirty virus that's going around everywhere. And um, it was, wow. Uh, like, what a ride. That was, it was pretty rough. But I, here's the upside. I got days and days and days of sleep. And the COVID is helping me sleep through the night. I'm thinking... Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, lady, I'm going to go to all the concerts and the football games. I'm going to go to the restaurants and sit close to people. I want more COVID so I can sleep through the night. I'm I'm very happy with the results. This is maybe the cure for perimenopause or menopause. I think it is. I'm serious. All the COVID and... Yes. I don't know if that happened to you. Did you have a good night's sleep when you had the COVID? Oh, God. Well, first of all, I had it before. before it was cool. You know, I set the trend. Yeah. Yeah. You, um, you uh, were yeah, ground I was zero, zero. You? <laughs> Yeah. Um, but, uh, and yes, I slept a ton. Um, but I, I mean, I was so violently, violently ill for some of it. It wasn't like a bad cold. It was like no, I know, a horrifying too. experience. Yeah. So yeah. let's not make light of it. I suffered. Okay. All right. No, I and I don't know if I was violently ill, but I definitely had like I was shaking and I I couldn't yeah. I couldn't have gotten out of bed if I wanted to. Patrick Aww. went out of town and I was like, well, I'll just lay here. But Aww. again, here's an upside. Uh, there are some pants I haven't been able to fit to in a while, and like, <gasps> hey, oh, hey, I know, right? So like, I mean, it stops my hot flashes, and I've I'm looking sleek. I can't even. I have new Take energy. Take that, Jenny Craig. <laughs> yeah, I. I'm going to give this disease a thumbs up. As far as viruses go, one of my faves. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's a hot take. I'm oh, kidding. boy. I'm kidding. No, I'm. but I'm, I'm glad to be through it. I'm glad. Actually, the whole time I was like, I'm just glad I'm not in the hospital. That makes me very happy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What'd you do this week? Because I was completely out of commission. I feel like I've been very busy, but n- nothing to report. Is that terrible? No. We had our... We had our book club meeting and we did read um, The Maid. I oh. wish I had the author on me, but I I really liked it. It was polarizing in book club. It was like a Interesting. half of us found it uh, too, too light and meaningless and the other half really liked it. I really liked it. Um, did and any- I know Florence Pugh got the rights and she's making the movie. So wait, isn't hold on The Maid. Isn't that the one that they did the Netflix series? No, that's me. That's uh, oh, Andy McDowell's daughter. This is a novel called The Maid. The Maid. Oh, oh God. Okay, I'm thinking of the Stephanie Land book that was made into the Netflix series. And I was right. hoping, did you ever read that book? No. No. Oh, okay. Well, someday you're going to read that book, and I and I I want to know if anybody else had the same reaction I did, which was like, well, she basically trapped that guy with a kid like on purpose. So the fact that he was, you know. We, he, uh, yeah, we talked about it on the podcast. Well, oh, we yeah, we did. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So good fandies, please reach out if you, uh, I want to hear if anybody else had that say or if I'm just a monster. And I could be. I could be a heartless monster. 
Uh, the book I'm talking about is The Maid by Nita Prose. P-R-O-S-E. Okay. And you enjoyed I it? I very, very much enjoyed it. Okay. Lauren Ambrose did the audiobook. She was wonderful. So. Okay. Okay. Take that, other members of book club. I really liked it. All right. So I'm going to call the other members of your book club because you know I'll love it. I mean, I'll hate it. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I know you can't hate what we watched this week. No. Who can hate waiting for Guffman? Oh. Nothing yeah. ever happens on Mars. <laughs> like, I just want to, maybe we just sing the whole thing. <laughs> this um, is my favorite movie of all time. For anyone who doesn't know it, it is a Christopher Guest mockumentary. Yes. Entirely improvised. Mm-hmm. And the story is that the it is the, uh, the sesquicentennial, which is the 150th anniversary of Blaine, Missouri, the mm-hmm. stool capital of of America and they are going to put on their town show and they have enlisted the help of Corky St. Clair who is a New York transplant living in this small town and he's going to direct this show with these local we'll put the word actors in quotes and it Uh, is the funniest movie I've ever seen the local travel agents who have never left Blaine, Missouri well one time they did one time (laughs) right I thought that was a very, I love that stuff. You know, yeah, it was uh, four minutes in when he describes what he imagined his life would be like after leaving New York. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's imagining like, because he was in New York as an actor, not getting, it's not going so well. And I think he mm-hmm. directed a bunch of plays and musicals and things. And, but he, he, he had has to the leave. posters on his wall. Yeah. yeah. And he, Leaves the big city because he just can't, he just can't take it. And he just wants a fresh start. So he imagines that he's going to just move to a small town and get maybe one of those construction jobs. (laughs) And he (laughs) is talking about like, and then he immediately goes into what the outfits would be. Not on purpose, just like, I thought I'd be wearing one of these, one of those hats. He talks about a hard hat and he talks about how it, that with the swoop, the Mm -hmm. swooping, I forget what he says. Pete, you could play it if you. Pete, yeah, play, let's play that. Oh, my God. Give the people the gift. Yeah, it's about four minutes in. I had been living in New York and working there as an actor and director and choreographer for 25 years or so, and I really felt I needed a change. I imagined in my fantasy, I suppose, that that when I came here, I would have a completely different life. Uh, Perhaps um, a construction worker or one of those guys that works on those high wire things that uh, with a hard hat, you know, that sweeping sort of hat and uh, with the chaps. Uh, But that didn't really work out. I began to realize, I guess, that the theater was still in my blood and what I had to do was make use of that. So I offered my services to the high school here and they accepted and I began to teach drama and within about six months, I had formed the Blaine Community Players. This was, I think, one of the first times w- it's now such a trope. These characters who have a wife that we never meet, who are very effeminate and everybody assumes they're gay. But it's, you know, this was one of the first times we had seen it. And it's done hilariously. Yes. But now when I see it, I'm so sick of it. And I'm so sick of the that character choice. Well... It's interesting because, I don't know, like, it actually, it felt a little touchy to me as I watched it. I was a little bit like, oh, I don't, 
I don't think you can do this anymore. Like, right. I don't think you can be this stereotypical about like everything a gay man is. And of course, I he's do. Gay I, because I yeah. buy all the clothes for my wife, Bonnie. Yeah. Um, I do. I pick out all her clothes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the wife that no one has ever seen. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. And the, but it, but I still love it. Like, even though I don't think you're supposed to do that, I still love him when he hires the young mechanic to be in the play. Mm-hmm. Um, who's what's his name? It's like Johnny Savage. Or Johnny. <laughs> yeah. It, yes. Yeah. I love the way he checks him out. And Christopher Guest is just so weird and wonderful and specific, right? Like, I don't, you know, I, so it's kind of a, you're right. It's a done joke. And I think it's even an offensive joke. It might even be these days. Yeah. Very, very offensive to, to people now. But, uh, you know, I still giggled at it because it's still right. a very funny device. I love that he directed Backdraft as a play. Well, that's okay. So uh, Pete at five minutes and 28 seconds, please play the entire description of uh, Backdraft. My first show was Barefoot in the Park, which was an absolute smash. But my production on the stage of Backdraft was what really got them excited. This whole idea of in-your-face theater really affected them. The conceptualization, the whole abstraction, the obtuseness of this production to me was what was interesting. I wanted the audience to feel the heat from the fire, the fear, because people don't like fire poked, poked in their noses. You know, when you get a cinder from barbecue right on the end of your nose and you kind of make that little face, that's not a good thing. I wanted to have the, the sense memory of that. So during the show, I had someone burn newspapers and and send it through the vents in the theater. Well, they freaked out. Of course, the fire marshal came over and they shut us down for a couple of days. You Now, we have a lot of really young listeners, though, Mandy. You should explain what Backdraft is for the young listeners. It was a movie in the early 90s, 90s maybe? 90s, I think, yeah. Had Travolta and Kurt Russell, was oh, it? I'm making stuff wow. up. You're amazing that you even remember who was in it. I just remember it, it was, was a, the, it was the a fire fireman movie. movie. I'm making it up. Yeah, it was like and so. They, so but yeah, Days don't like of to Thunder have... was Top Car, and then Backdraft mm-hmm. was like Top Fire. <laughs> people don't like to have fire poked, poked, poked in their noses. That's not a good thing. <laughs> like it's it, that's whole scene, and I could do it from from memory because I obviously didn't <laughs> just hear it like the people did. But oh, I just love it. Oh. Now you said something. A few minutes ago, Christopher Guest is such an interesting, funny, weird guy or something. Yeah. Eugene Levy, legendarily one of the nicest guys in Hollywood, everyone says. Yep. I watched it this time with the commentary rather than watching it again without because I've seen it 175 times. Oh, my God. It is the most boring DVD comedy uh, commentary from two of the funniest, quick-witted people on the planet. It is painfully boring to listen to them well that's so weird you mean shocking they, right yeah did they just talk did they well wow so they just talked about like how they shot scenes or what like what was boring about it just it was so boring it wasn't funny they were like i think we shot this yeah we shot this after we we wrapped the set so we had to come back that's right were you on set that day no i had already left town uh-huh <laughs> Like that's what it, it was so boring. Oh wow, that's so interesting. I mean, I I might find it interesting just because I was dying to know how they shot this. 
Right. You get some fun facts, which I will offer up, but it's not. I thought it would be two of the funniest people riffing and, you know, and like. Don't you find uh, that? uh, Don't you find that there are like many comedians who are uh, really, really hilariously funny in their work and then off screen, they are like super serious? I don't meet them. Where are you meeting all these serious comedians? There was one I met with an actress who I saw. She made me laugh so hard in a, a special, in that movie, that that Netflix show special. Mm-hmm. And I met with her and I couldn't believe it because I just thought she was an amazing, I thought she was one of the funniest people I had ever seen in my life. I mean, I was like, God, she's a brilliant comedian. And when I met with her, I couldn't, I was trying to crack jokes and like play and have fun. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't picking up any of it. It was like she was so mm. serious and not playful. And I thought yeah. that is really, how can you do something that's so funny and not be naturally a funny person like that? Like, right. But it's some so weird. Aren't. Yeah. 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 Like Mike um, Myers was super serious on the Smartless episode. I don't know if you listen to that one, but we're always plugging other podcasts I've, here, folks. No, I've, I mean, he's really making the rounds and I find him very boring. So I have not really listened as a person, but as a character person. As an actor. No, I love Mike Myers, like movies and characters. Right. Yeah. Hmm. So I see your point. He is very <laughs> he was very boring in those interviews. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But on the flip side, I'm really funny on the podcast. Does that yeah. mean I'm not funny when I'm acting? Oh, I'm so glad you said it first. Yeah. You're the opposite, right? Like never make me laugh on stage. Come on. I'm joking. You're mm-hmm. very funny, both places. Mm-hmm. That's lucky, lucky Jeremy and lucky me, you know? Well, bless your heart. Mm-hmm. One thing I did learn from the commentary is that the auditions that they film. So if you're going to do a show, Red, White and Blaine, you need to audition all the locals. And they came in and say, and they did these little auditions. And that was their first day of shooting. So oh. and he didn't say that. Uh, Bob Balaban, who is so good in this movie. Bob Balaban plays the guy who was in charge of the theater before Corky came to town. And now he's been relegated to musical director. Mm -hmm. And he's bitter and stoic and just like seething with rage. And I think he is so hilarious. So And they're watching these auditions. I got the sense that maybe they didn't really know what the the people were going to come in and do. So they were genuinely watching these things for the first time. Uh-huh. But they're all public domain songs, which I love. Oh. You know, um, Eugene Levy does like a, uh, a, a medley of all, you know, I dream of Jeannie with the light brown hair. Look out, Camptown Races sing this song. And it's like so funny. It's all public domain. Oh, that's funny. I didn't I didn't catch that. But that's great. That's really funny. Yep. Hey, you know, a fun fact. Um, I know a couple people in this movie. I know you do. How do you know that? Well, I mean, Miriam Flynn is uh, a voiceover artist who we've known for years. Who's that? I don't know who that is. Oh, she works backstage with them. And then your family friend oh. works backstage as the stage manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Because they filmed it in Texas, not in They did Missouri. film it in Texas. Yeah, so Jill Parker-Jones plays the stage manager. Yeah, mm-hmm. I bet Miriam was maybe the wardrobe gal. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I did not recognize her or I didn't know that I knew her. Um, mm-hmm. But also the guy who pops the, uh, uh, you know, the what, ping pong balls oh out of his God. mouth. Oh, my God. Yeah. His you name know is, him? Yeah. His name is Turk Pipkin. 
or at least that was his stage name. And the comedy group that I was a part of, he used to come and like open for our show. Yeah. Turk yeah. Pipkin. Turk Pipkin. That was his name. Can we talk <laughs> about that name for a second? Best name That's ever. That's amazing. Maybe we should change the name of the podcast, you know? I feel like we should. Wow. Turk The Turk Pipkin. Lick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We mm-hmm. need to we need to chill out with all our catchphrases though, because poor Pete, he oh, is turning so out hard. new merchandise. <gasps> if you go to the mandcave.com slash merch oh, and you have listened to last week's episode, it's so, you're welcome. It's so good. The punk Mormon band name. Mormon's got lawyers. Jesus Christ. The guy's just a damn genius. Yes. Yes. So there's Thank lots you, of Pete. new merch on mandcave.com slash merch. Mm-hmm. Um so on the extras, on the DVD extras and these auditions. Yeah. And I used to know this by heart, too, because I'm so nuts for this movie. Parker Posey, not only does she sing Teacher's Pet that we see in the movie, yep. she does an original monologue that is so hilarious. And it's, <laughs> did you, did you, you didn't watch on DVD because why would you? No, right? I didn't. So she's like, uh, Libby Mae Brown that is her character. And she's like, who's... Who's sorry now, huh? You touched me in places you shouldn't have. And mom and dad never did anything. But now you're in jail and you're in the hospital. Who's on top now? Oh, I'm sorry. There's a there's like a plug that controls his his breathing right here. Who's on top now? And then she mimes ripping the plug out of the wall. And she like does all this space work with like opening the hospital door and closing the hospital door. It is the most off-color, bizarre, hilarious. Why didn't they thing. include it? I wonder. Too far. I don't know. Well, maybe probably. it was too far. Maybe each each character got their one audition piece. You know. Oh man! But I think that's funnier than Teacher's Pet. Me too. I, it way is funnier. So good. But it is uncomfortable though. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. Because of the incest, it's really yeah. But it is really, really funny. Parker <laughs> Posey was like a non-entity when they gave her this role and she is genius. Oh, interesting. It's funny like I I I I loved it, but I I wasn't like my favorite of the improv movies. You know what I mean? I thought Which was, one is? I haven't seen them all in a while, but like like Spinal Tap still to me beats this hands down. I respectfully disagree. I love <laughs> Spinal Tap, but this is well, that's also because this is your, you know, this is the musical theater and this is, I mean, right. you know, yeah, yeah. I I, right. I loved a lot about it, but like Spinal Tap felt more real to me. And this like went a little broader with the like, you know, the hair, the ladies, mm-hmm. Catherine O'Hara's hairstyle that sticks straight up and looks like a rooster. Even mm-hmm. when she's doing her characters on stage, they all have the bangs that go straight up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then something like it was a little soft. It was, I don't know. Um, but I liked but you, it. You laughed. I did laugh. Yeah, yeah. I I enjoyed oh, it. I don't care. If, I don't care for your lack of enthusiasm. No, no, no. Like I, it's a classic, and I enjoyed it immensely. I really enjoyed watching it. it uh, so I'm not complaining about it at all. At all. I just mm-hmm. like there. To your point, maybe the incest scene would have made me go, "Oh my god, that's genius!" Because sometimes I thought they were just being silly, but it wasn't actually doing anything you know what i mean it was like they were uh-huh. just trying to be funny and it maybe was sort of funny but not like oh my god that's genius you know but that's right. true for any improv movie well so one of the fun facts was that some of the crew kept asking for the script 
and they weren't aware they were working on an improvised movie. Really? Yes. <laughs> so that was one thing that I learned. Well, that's amazing. Uh, the other thing is, and maybe you would have preferred this, several things that were cut are a cut scene of Eugene Levy and Fred Willard in a fist fight because... <laughs> uh, Fred Willard kept making dentist jokes. So Dr. Pearl snaps at one point and they end up in a fist fight. I don't know if it got filmed, but they said it was a cut scene from the movie. And then the original outline had a huge tornado destroying the theater before the show. (laughs) See, you would have preferred. That's why I also, as a filmmaker, I'm like, what? How would they? I'm sure that, you know, I, I, well, I heard a little inside uh, from from Jill, who was in it. Mm-hmm. She not said Turk. that they would. Shoot. You're not talking to Turk. The sexual not tension Turk, got to be no. too much. <laughs> no, yeah. Turk and I parted ways amicably. Oh, and I okay. think he's okay. wonder. I wish him the best. Um, he moved on to tennis balls and, uh, you know, um, <laughs> No, I, I, she said that, that they eventually had to like stop him because he would just shoot and shoot and shoot. And this is before digital, I think. I mean, he would shoot film yeah, just until film. the camera just ran out and then go again. <laughs> like, so oh, wow. it was, yeah, it was a pretty crazy experiment. I mean, a good experiment, but. He it, mentioned the editing process and it was like, he said like a year and a half of editing. Yeah. So it, you know, obviously they had. A ton. A ton of footage, yeah. I, a fun fact. With. Here's a fun fact. I also had a dentist that wanted to be a stand-up comedian. True story. In Austin, Texas, no less. Wow. Yeah. He uh, would give me laughing gas for do the thing, and then he would tell me jokes. Okay. That is hilarious yep. and twisted yep. and weird. And real. And so real. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, can I? Wow. There's another. There is a scene that I really wanted to. That there's one thing that this movie. Well, not one thing. There are many things this movie does great. But, but this one part that I really liked is how they set up Fred to be such a like control, like lovable, but like really controlling of his wife. Fred Willard and, playing Ron Albertson, travel yeah. agent. Yeah, and super super sexist. Like he even intru- his wife introduces herself. What's her name? Sheila. Yeah, she's like, hi, I'm Sheila. And he goes, this is Mrs. Ron Anderson or Henderson or whatever their name is. Albertson. It was right. He's like, this is Mrs. Ron Albertson. I thought that was hilarious. I'm like, oh my God, he doesn't want her to introduce herself. It wasn't overbearing. It was so subtle, but it was placed so nicely in there. It made me giggle. But I want to something, Pete, I'd love for you to play. There's a scene at a, it's at 2158 in the movie. Fred Willard, by the way, is a repeater like me, or at least his character is, he he um laughs so hard at his own joke that he makes. He repeats it three times. Yep. And it's all about him. And then, uh, oh, oh, wait, I don't know if that's this scene. Sorry, but he does that in the movie. I don't know if that's the scene. Sorry. But anyway, he gives notes to his wife. I just repeated. Did you see that? It's amazing. I have a sickness. Anyway, <laughs> he give, he gives notes to his wife. And this is the scene at 2158. I must say, I was very shocked to see that Dr. Pearl had actually been cast. Then I thought... Well, we're in a glamour profession, being travel agents, and he isn't in such mm-hmm. a glamorous... You know, one thing, one project we have to loosen him up. I have a feeling he's a little tight. He's, particularly when he's around us, probably. I don't think he'll mind jokes. You're really. intimidating, Ron, because you, you have so it. much experience. I know. I'll Ron is going to help everyone act, because I know Ron gives me, um, well, in all the productions we've been in, and, and when we do scene studies at home together, um, Ron will have extensive 
you know, hour, two hour sessions of notes for me, and well, it's so helpful. Lately, it's notes been, for both of us. No, it's but just lately, that you get most of them. He's trying to help me to change my instincts or at least ignore them. It, so having not just heard it, is that when she says, well, when we do scene studies at home, Ron gives extensive notes. <laughs> yeah, they're mostly And he's like, me. well, the notes are for both of us, but you get most of them. Yeah, yeah. and she says... He's trying to help me change my instincts or at least ignore them. <laughs> oh, God, it's so good. It's so good. Catherine O'Hara does a next level drunk in this movie at the Chinese food restaurant. Uh-huh. Next level uncomfortable drunk, mm-hmm. like where she's slurry. She's like her eye focus is really weird yeah. and it feels so real that it actually makes me uncomfortable. You know, it's like. Oh, is she really like really? And it's also like Chinese food, house wine. So I'm just like, that is just so gross in the first place. Oh my God. I love that you feel for her because the kind of wine she's drinking. Of course. <laughs> of course. If she had a nice crisp Chardonnay. Yeah. Um, That's so funny. Th- I mean, this movie is to me so quotable, but Eugene Levy and uh, Christopher Guest said the most quoted ones are. I hate you and your ass face and your bastard people. Those are the two that like people come up to them on the street and say the most. Oh, how so, funny. Yeah. It's interesting. I thought maybe For they me, said um, he shops at Walmart. He doesn't even support the town. Oh, uh, God. Yeah. They, like one of the you, things about did you this cringe? Movie, did you flinch a little when they said that? Like, why are you got to bring that up? Why I are you going to do that? <laughs> I shop at Walmart. <laughs> I just I, placed an order I, online. I just wondered if that quote made you uncomfortable. That's all. Go ahead. I it wasn't. Um, I wasn't trying to do anything. I love for the first 15, 20 minutes, and then they appear other times. The cast of lesser known actors, Don Lake and Michael Hitchcock, oh. and the woman who plays Gwen Fabin. I, I'm mad at myself. I don't have her name off the top of my head. The real townsfolk, yeah. right, mm-hmm. who are concerned with things like... <sighs> We got. We want to have security at the Red, White, and Blaine Festival. Maybe we need to have a shooter on top of this building and a shooter on top of this building. Like they, they are all so understated. Mm-hmm. They are all such gifted performers, and they were utilized so well to make this feel real yeah. and make it un- more uncomfortable. But like, we're are we laughing at these small town people? Are yeah. we celebrating these small town people? It was. Um, yeah, I, I agree. just thought it was tonally perfect. Yeah. They were, yeah. they were great. When he goes to the town council and asks for more money, <laughs> he asks for $100,000 and they all just, they think he's, te- they think he's joking. And it's a really funny scene. And then, but then Corky gives up on the, on the musical and <laughs> he gives up and pouts and he won't come back to rehearsal. And oh my God, Bob Balaban is in heaven. He's so excited. He's, He's like, so great. happy. I thought we would actually work on the lyrics and the music and then we're going to do dancing. Mm-hmm. He, he, you know how you felt about uh, Neil Patrick Harris in um, uh, the Nick, Nick Cage movie? Massive talent. Yeah. I, I feel that way a little bit about Bob Balaban, man. I would have we liked needed to see, more Balaban. I would have liked to see their dynamic play out a little bit more. It was they, I ha- they it. only get one real moment. Yeah, when when Corky, <laughs> uh, Bob Balaban's like, uh, they don't know they're there. And he's like, well, you don't have to whisper, <laughs> and like, and they just, and he's like, well, they don't know. Well, now you're just shouting, and they it's so <laughs> tense between them, and Balaban hates him so much. 
Oh, this movie to me is perfection. I, I, I can't say enough about it. I, it makes, it just makes my heart sing. I love it so much. My, and my favorite quote is Libby Mae Brown talking about how everything happens at the dairy, at the DQ. (laughs) And like, sometimes you just drive up and get a Coke. Just drive up and get a Coke. Like, her accent is all over the place. I love her. I love that she's cooking one little chicken wing, one (laughs) sad, pathetic, disgusting little chicken wing over a grill. Like, that's, oh, God, everything. I love that they have a a Broadway producer who's actually going to come to this thing and then can't because, not because he couldn't make it or because it wasn't going to fit in his schedule. There was a snowstorm that canceled all the flights. That's the note. Mm -hmm. There was a snowstorm. He would have mm-hmm. come. He absolutely yep, would have yeah, come. Because sure they do. They do come to that. So that's what I love. Like, this whole thing of them waiting for Mort Guffman, the, the Broadway producer, to come. It's such a ridiculous notion that it would right. ever even be in the remote possibility. But it, So it was a really fun device. I loved it. Yeah. Right. Uh, so 20 million infinity, <laughs> infinity out of five? I got to I I would definitely give it 4.75 4.75 man jobs. It's a little soft. Mm-hmm. It's a little soft. Ugh. It's not it like perfection. Yeah, but it's great, and I love it. I just can't give it five because it's a little. It's a little. It holds up. <laughs> All right. Well, it's a good if time. you if you love Guffman like I love Guffman, yeah, because you have a heart and yeah. you're a good person, yeah. then please leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts and. Tell us your favorite quote from Guffman and we will get it out there next week. I promise you that. Five stars. Write a review for the Man Cave. The more reviews we get, the more I'm going to make up stuff now. The more algorithms happen. Women. We get women. Drugs. Yes. And the phalanges work. So please, please, please leave us a review. Uh, And if you leave us a review, the credit really goes to our brilliant engineer, Pete Wright. Man yeah. Cave is a production of True Story FM, and our music is by Ian Post. Yes. And guys, if you want to talk to us, it's not we're not as intimidating as you might think. We're on Discord. Go to mancave.com slash Discord. There's a, an app, there's a community channel, and then there's a super secret members-only channel, our Fandy, our only Fandy channel, um, where we post pictures and chat about the show. And um, if you want to become a Fandy... That's like, you know, the elite of the of the Mandy Club. Uh, you get to change your first name to Mandy. That's a right we will completely grant you. And you get bonus content, early access to podcasts and like uh, cool messages on your birthday. And like, honestly, you can ask us to do almost anything. So fan, being a Fandy has its benefits, like five bucks a month. So please do support us. That's how, you know, that's how the show happens. Oh. All right, I'm going to get us a new Fandy right now. If, okay. if any new Fandies sign up this week, I will post a video of myself doing the choreography that Corky St. Clair is working out in his apartment. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get a better offer than that. So we'll see you on Discord, Fandies. Oh, we love you. Are you ready for a game? I am. So in the spirit of... The Christopher Guest movies being improvised, we are going to play an improv game. Okay. Oh, she looks terrified. No, I love improv. I wish you could all see. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, we were watching the best of the best, right? Fred Willard, yeah. League of His Own. Uh, these, yeah. these people are extraordinarily talented. 
somewhere better. Uh, yeah, well, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I'm assuming most fandies and listeners have been out at a club where you see an improv troupe, Ugh, if you will. Rookies. You were just talking about yours. Mm-hmm. And they uh, they ask for a suggestion from the audience and then they play a game. And the game we are going to play, because it's easy to do on Zoom, mm-hmm. is the question game. Okay. Whoever phrases something as a declarative first loses <laughs> and is a piece of shit. <laughs> so... Uh, because we don't have a live audience at the moment, I have been writing down suggestions from our moment. previous is conversation. Is there something I don't know about? Is some, is it, do we have a show coming up? <laughs> you said at the moment. Okay, yes, go ahead. Right, when we record. Uh-huh. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure the people listening yes. next week are shouting out their suggestions. I'm sure they're they driving and, and in the shower, but we can't hear you. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I'm, Mandy has many voices in her head, but you are not one of them. So... <laughs> We're going to start with the scene about a tornado. Great. And I'm just going to ask you a question? Yeah, you have to... Uh, did you start... Oh, why not? Oh, that's another one. Oh, <laughs> I'm in the money. I'm in Do you the feel a shift boop, in the boop, weather? Boop, 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 boop. Why wouldn't I? Wouldn't... Uh, shouldn't we go down the street and hide in a barn? Wait. Is this the game? You think there's a barn down the street? Didn't your grandmother tell you about that? Are you just trying to get me alone in a barn? Are you going to put out? Don't I always put out? Will you show me your knees from last week? (laughs) Why would you want to see my knees? Is that any of your business? Aren't there better body parts to see? Are you going to let me see those body parts if I give you this whiskey? Oh, what would you do for a for a glimpse of a body part? You would give me whiskey? <laughs> I think I failed there. I no. tried just by making my voice go up, but I, I well, I, no, I'm laughing because we're both going boo 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 boo. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> oh, I blew I'm it. laughing I left. because Fabian has like a look of sheer like panic and then she starts to speak. But every time it's like, ah, and then she speaks. So <laughs> that's part of my, that's my, maybe state. it's been a while since your improv days. Wait, I, I did, I crushed that. Are you kidding me? Like, that's my, well, the look of panic. Look. No, it's excitement. Okay. So what about, uh, Let's switch from the question game to the alphabet game. I've never played the question game. That was very interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you have to start with something that begins with A. I say B. Or You know the alphabet game, right? Well, I know the alphabet. Yes. Yes. All right. Welcome to your first day here at the Dairy Queen. (sighs) Bela. (laughs) Okay. All right, wait, let's start over. I got it. <laughs> Sorry. All I right, could... welcome to your first day at the Dairy Queen. <laughs> Back there, what's that? Is that where I check in? Could you be more specific? Down under the uh, under the rows of frozen ice balls. Is that where the I, I punch my card? Everybody has to check in down under the frozen ice balls. Fine, that's fine with me. 
Good. Now let's get you started on the register. How do I work this thing? I will show you. Just a minute, just a minute. Um, I need to do my breathing exercises or else I'll have a panic attack. Kissing is not allowed at the DQ. Let me just do this one thing. It's how I relax. Ma'am, I'm going to ask you to step back. No, no, sweetheart, you don't need to call me ma'am. <laughs> I'm your new employee. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm liking this now. Put out right now. <laughs> <laughs> Quit it, you little minx. Our <laughs> shift ain't over. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Take a minute. Take a minute. Just take a breath. I, I don't want to get all handsy at work. We've got to keep this professional. Urges. I can't help it. I have urges. Violent. Crusty, creamy urges. Ooh. Will you focus on the register, please? Exactly. <laughs> I mean... Sorry, I... Wait, oh, no! I... Oh, I skipped V, right? No, I... No, no. Violent. Oh, no, yeah, will you focus on the register, please? <laughs> uh, and I said, exactly. <laughs> X, <laughs> X, 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 X. Wait, I'll just sign I my win. name, and I don't know how to write. Uh, well, I didn't know how to... Do, I couldn't think of an X word. You are a confusing but very sexy woman. <laughs> Zounds, lady. Let's... Get you out of this fast food joy and marry me. Sounds good. I can say whatever I want. <laughs> you sure can. Alphabet's over. Let's just keep the game going, though. I feel like people want to know how it ends. <laughs> Zounds. That's a real Southern word, isn't it? Um, it is. So we're better than Fred Willard and oh, Christopher Guest. So much better. You're welcome, Fandies. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like some people just like, they're like, I, I don't even care what it takes. I'll do $10 a month for that action. Mm. Yep. Yes. Plus the choreography videos. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready? Always. There's something, this is a little trick that I, I was going to, wait, you, if you said, are you ready? I was going to like, believe me, I'm ready. <laughs> and just start over. Oh, it's so good. Because I like the games. I like the games to go on and on and on. I okay. know. Are you, do you want to do another game? Did you have another game? No, no, no. I'll okay. behave. I'm ready. You're wonderful. Let's, okay. But I, I want to, it's a little secret. I don't think that what I'm giving you next is super um, edgy and it's not going to annoy you. But it, Damn. But it is something that my husband won't watch with me. And so oh. I really want to see it. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see it. So, so we are going to watch The Adam Project. Oh. Oh, have you heard my of it? My boys watched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My boys watched it and they liked it. And it's not my thing, but I'll do it. Oh, I didn't even know it wasn't your thing. Well, time travel and sci-fi and all that. Not my thing. Oh, I thought it was a comedy. I don't think so. Oh, well, this (laughs) will be interesting. Uh, Won't it, though? Somebody reached out to me and said, you will love The Adam Project. You must watch The Adam Project. So. Oh, excellent. Yeah. And it is Ryan uh, Reynolds in it, right? Yes. Please. Whom I love. Yeah, that's And Jennifer Garner, whom I love. Oh, my God. This is a no-brainer. That's a bar we can reach. Um, All right. Yeah. All right. We're going to watch The Adam Project. You got it. How exciting. 
And I'll see you next week, lady. You will, whether you like it or not. Bye. Love you. Love you. Love you.